God is so good. And uh, the title of my sermon is called to bear good fruit. And God's calling us to bear fruit. Amen. Amen. And to me, um, that just tells me that God wants us in a growing. Can somebody say growing? growing. <laughs> intimate relationship with him. Amen? Amen. And he wants us growing in him. Amen. And I'm going to just say this just because uh, I'm going to say this. A lot of times we grow in the struggle. I'm going to, can I say that again? We grow a lot of times in the struggles of our life. Is anybody dealing with a struggle in the house today? And maybe struggling in some areas of your life or struggling in some relationships or struggling maybe with some health issues or financial situations. But I, I believe in the struggle, we can find strength in God. And I believe it's, it's that when things, when things don't look good, then we got to look up. Amen? Amen. And we got to get on our knees. And, and God is doing some awesome things. I'm excited because I believe that, that God's moving Exceed Life Church, you guys, forward into the things that he wants you to move forward into. And, and, so, and so, so he's calling us to, to bear fruit. I like what it says in John 15, 16. If, if you have your Bibles, you can open there. We should have it on the screen. Uh, and this is Jesus speaking. And he said, you did not choose me, but I chose you. We could just stop right, right there. Amen. God chose you. Amen. You might be thinking about yourself. I, you know, if you, you may look in the mirror. You may think about all your issues. Does anybody have any issues in here? Personal issues. We all have issues. Amen. That we're, we're all working on stuff. Amen. And, uh, and so, but, but, but God chose you, amen? And it says here that, that, uh, that he chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give to you. So, so God wants us bearing fruit. And, and how are we going to bear fruit? You know, you, know, I, I, you know, you can't force fruit. You bear fruit what Je by what Jesus said. You got to abide in the vine. You have to abide in Jesus. You have to stay in Him. You know, I ministered a message last Sunday about that we're called to praise and worship. We're, we're called to be worshipers, and I really believe one of the key ways of abiding in the Lord is worshiping Him. I'm talking today. One of the key ways I'm talking about, about getting some worship music, uh, changing over. You know, you know, you know, I had to change over from some of my secular music, the worldly music I listened to that brought me to, you know, how I lived my life back in the day. I had to switch over to like worship music so I could start believing God for new days. Amen. And that worship music exalts it, it exalts God. It brings makes God bigger. So when the devil comes to try to bring a problem in my way, if I'm consistently exalting God, then that problem that comes our way, we're going to fluff it off. What we're going to do is we're going to speak grace to our problems. Why? Because we're we're serving a big God. Amen. Now, look at your neighbor and say you you serve a big God. Amen. And so I love this in John 15, 9 and 10. It says, as a father loved me, this is Jesus speaking, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, 
just as I kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So Jesus is saying here, if you really truly going to abide in God's love, you have to obey his commandments. Hello. You have to obey his commandments. And what is his commandments? Well, John 15, 9, 10 says it this way. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. So what is, what is Jesus saying to us? He's saying that we need to love God and love people. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to love God because, you know, God, you know, uh, he, on purpose at times, God hides himself. And so what God wants is, wants, he, 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 he allows us, he hides himself for, for us to find him. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? In other words, God wants us seeking him. He wants us looking for him. This morning when you came to church, hopefully you're not just looking for a good message this morning, but you're looking for God. Hopefully you're looking for God to, to touch you or, or speak a word to you through me that would revolutionize, revolutionize, uh, I can't even say the word, <laughs> revolutionize your life, if that's a word, amen, revolutionize, thank you. Some of us need to have a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> the way we live our life. Amen. We need, we need to have a revolution. In other, words, in other words, God doesn't want our life to be the same. He, he wants us going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And so I, I think sometimes we, are encounter, we encounter issues in our life. And hopefully those, those issues and those problems will push us into a greater relationship with God. Sometimes it causes people to run from God. Sometimes problems cause people to run from God. But don't let the problems in your life cause you to run. No, no, you need to run into the arms of Jesus. Run into the name of, of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so, so we need to be running into the name. So we need to get a revelation. If we're going to walk in the love of God and we're called to bear fruit, and to bear fruit, we need to abide in the vine. And to abide in the vine, we need to abide in his love. Because there's going to be people that will do things that, that don't make sense that will uh, sometimes hurt us. Amen. Have you ever had anybody do something that doesn't make sense that hurts you? But, but walk in love. Amen. Walk in love. Take the high road and walk in love. So I'm going to talk to you about, I'm contrasting God's love this morning. Because God is awesome. And, and he's loving and he's kind. And, um, and, and the first key to God's love is God's love is unconditional. And what that means is God's love is absolute. It's unrelenting. It's steadfast. And it's unfailing. So God's love, what I mean by unconditional, it means that, that God loved us in spite of ourselves. God loved you in spite of your issues. God, God loved you in spite of your anger issues. God loves you in spite of some of your weakness. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? In other words, God loved you first. 
So God's unconditional love for us is not based on our good, our moral goodness or our ability to meet the righteous requirements in our own strength, but based on his goodness and the love he has for his creation. God loves is demonstrated through us through the sacrifice of his son. I was, I was talking to a lady this uh, week and, um, you know, I was talking to some, I can't think of uh, who, I, who I was talking to, but it was some salesperson on the phone and uh, might have been the Verizon lady. I think it was the Verizon lady. And I was talking to her and I just said, you know, you know, God loves you. And she said, oh, really? And I said to her, I said, you know, the, the, the greatest demonstration of God's love is that he sent Jesus to us to pay the price for our sins. Jesus is the expression of God's love for us. And we got to get a revelation of that, that Jesus, God sent his son Jesus to, to pay the price of our sin and to take the wrath of God and the punishment of our sin on Jesus. That's love. See, sometimes we measure God's love by how much good is happening in our lives Amen. Have you ever, you know, if good things are happening, then God must really love me. But if some bad things are happening, then God is, is probably having a bad day with me. Sometimes we measure God's love by either the uh, one side, we measure it if good things are happening. Or, uh, and so if good things are happening, God's grace and God must be smiling on me. And I got my parking spot I was believing for but then you don't get your parking spot and you got to walk a mile and you say, oh my gosh, I must have done something wrong. I must have not pleased God this morning. I must not have prayed enough. I didn't get my parking spot like I normally do. Well, maybe you're a little overweight and maybe God wants to get some exercise. Maybe he wants you to be in better health. Okay. No, surely God wants me to have the closest parking spot. Maybe he wants you to walk a little while, uh, further. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to get you into health because you've been praying to be more healthy. Amen. And you've been praying to, you know, because, you know, the, the extra weight may be harder on your knees and all that. And maybe God, in a sense, trying to help you in another way. Pastor, I didn't come to hear that message this morning. I want my parking spot. Yeah, we do. We, we, want every, we want God to hand everything to us on a silver platter. Amen. And I love it like that. You know, God's not like, we, we want God to be like a genie in the bottle and, 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 and to grant us our wishes. Amen. But there is a process to the promises of God. And sometimes that process comes through agony. Sometimes it comes through pain. Sometimes, it, 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 you know, Jesus, to get to the throne at the right hand of the Father, had to go to the cross. I'm talking to anybody today because, you know, we, we love these messages where, you know, oh, God, the breakthrough is going to be here every day. Now it's coming and we're, we're coming into our breakthrough, but there's going to be a wilderness that we're going to have to walk through to get to our breakthrough. There's going to be some wilderness times, amen, that we're going to go through in this life to get to that promised land that God has promised for us. 
there's going to be there's going to be some dry days every once in a while. And, and there's going to be some times where we may be shedding tears at night. But my Bible says that 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 crying may endure in the evening, but joy comes in the morning. So, so there might be some tears, there might be some, some days of agony that we may be going through, but God has a greater plan in store for us. Some of us wouldn't even be in church today if we didn't have a problem. When I got to church, I remember I was going through all kinds of turmoil. I was backslidden out of my walk with God. I wasn't going to church, and I was backslidden, and I started going through all kinds of problems, and I started thinking, maybe I need to get back to God. <laughs> maybe I need to get back to church. Maybe I need to get back to my relationship. And I remember I was out of church. I fell out of church. I didn't get mad at anybody. I just stopped going. And then, you know, then they didn't have the, uh, you know, the church police knock on my door and say, where are you at on Sunday morning? It was a big church. So a after a while, you know, they didn't even miss us, mi miss me. And, 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 and it, it, they didn't miss me at church. Right. But, you know, that's very biblical because we're going to talk about that. See, God will give us the, the liberty to walk away from him. Now you listen, he will give us the liberty to do our own thing. And then we get to a place when we're doing our own thing and it becomes so dry and our life becomes so, so you know, wretched that we got to have God back in our life. And sometimes the problem pushes us into the into God's presence. And I'm telling you, I need more of God's presence in my life. And Ephesians 2, 4, 7 says this, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, raised up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us, in Christ Jesus. I love this scripture because it says here uh, that, that we were dead in our trespasses. And then, then God sent Jesus. And then God sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit drew us into a relationship with God the Father. Amen. And, we, and, and, and then, then God is revealing to us through the Apostle Paul that, that we, when we receive Christ, now positionally we're seated in heavenly places and that we're just waiting for the big party for God to show off heaven to us and for God to reveal how much he loves us in heaven for, for eternity. And some of the, the days that we have that may be, you know, dog days, like everybody's going to have their dog day. And we're going to have some dog days in this life because it's not going to always be roses. But thank God, thank God, Jesus took the thorns of those roses on his life so that we could have the blessings of God on our lives. Amen. And Jesus is the Rosa Sharon. Jesus is the lily of the valley. So you may be in a valley today. You may things may be happening, but, but Jesus will make the valley so much more beautiful. The lily in the valley. 
See, see, when, when, when you get Jesus, you know, working, I'm, ta I'm talking about his word. When you allow his word to become truth in your life and you're standing on his promises, uh, I'm telling you, it makes everything much better. So I, I love that. So God's love is unconditional. It's not based on, you know, what we have done. It's based on what God has done through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's good news today. Because we, we don't serve a religion. We, we have a relationship with God Almighty through His Son, Jesus. And it's not a religion thing. We didn't get religion. We got a relationship. And I have a living relationship with God, my Heavenly Father, glory to God. And I walk with him, and I talk with him, and he walks with me, and he talks to me, and he, show, and he tells me that I'm his own. I think that's a song. <laughs> Amen. And see, no matter what, no matter if you go through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with you. And you might feel like you're in a valley today, but I'm telling you, God is about ready to open up some blessings. He's bringing you through the valleys. He's bringing you through the storm. He's drawing your children back to him. Because my Bible says in the last days, I will, draw, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters will prophesy. Glory to God. He's pouring his spirit out. I believe that. I believe it. We, there is a great revival coming. There's a great revival and God's going to sweep in millions of people into the kingdom of God. I believe that. Glory to God. Do you believe that? And we're going to be right in the middle and on the cutting edge of it at the same time. Do you believe that today? So God's love is unconditional love. I like again about the prodigal son in Luke uh, 15, 11 through 32, that the story talks about in the Bible that the prodigal son, you know, went to the father and said, I want my inheritance. And what's interesting about the father was he split his inheritance up between both his sons. He had two sons, the older and the younger. The younger wanted to, to get out of the house and wanted to go party it up. But what was awesome about this story is, is that the son, again, went out and the father did not stop him. The father gave him liberty, gave him freedom, gave him the liberty to go out to, 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 to do all that it was in his heart's desire. And you know what? The prodigal son came up empty. And he came up to a place where he knew that it was better to be in the father's house than to be in some club out there. Amen. Amen. It was better to be in the father's house. And you know what? When he came back, Jesus talks about the father, saw the son from far off and ran towards him. When you take one step towards God, God takes two steps back towards you. Glory to God. You draw near to God and God will draw near to you. God's looking for somebody to draw near to him. God's looking for somebody to, 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 to uh, love him, glory to God. Yes, I said it. God's looking for somebody to love him. God desires our love. Mm. You believe that today? God desires your love this morning. Glory to God. 
So God's love is unconditional. So what, what am I saying here? I'm saying if we're going to emulate God, our love needs to be unconditional. In other words, we don't need to have strings to our love when we're doing things for people. Oh, I'm preaching today. In other words, we don't do something for somebody so they can pay us back. Okay. No, freely give, the Bible says, and freely receive. And, and that's the way the world works it. I scratch your back, you're, you scratch my back, and, you know, and, and, you know but, but as Christians, we give without the expectancy of somebody trying to give back to us. Isn't that right? In other words, we don't put strings on our love, and God doesn't put strings on his love. So, so God's love is unconditional and he's not requiring a response. He would like a response. He would desire a response of our love back to him. He, would, he desires that reciprocation, but he's not requiring it. Amen. Number two, God's love is sacrificial. God's love is sacrificial. God gave his very best, his son, Jesus, so that we could have eternal life. And Jesus, you know, said no greater love than this is that I lay down my life for my friends. That's what Jesus said. He said there's no greater love than somebody to lay down their life for their friends. Think about that. And Jesus said to his disciples, and he's saying this to us today, I call you friends. I am a friend of God. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could sing. But <laughs> Amen. How many do we have friends of God did we have in the house today? How many people love God in the house today? How many people have a love for God? Amen. That, that you love God more than you love yourself. You love God than, than you, you, you love God more than sleeping in on Sunday mornings. You <laughs> You love God more than you love comfort. Some people love comfort. Some people love, you know, uh, pleasure more than they love God. You, in other words, in Moses, the Bible says that Moses chose to suffer with the people of his day uh, than, than, than choose the riches uh, of Israel, you know, I mean, of, of Egypt and, and, and of Pharaoh's household. That, that Moses, you know, chose to rather suffer with the people of God. Why? So that he could walk in glory in eternity. So that he could enjoy the riches of heaven in eternity. Listen, there's a great big payoff to serving God down here. There's a great big payoff. What's that payoff, Pastor? It's heaven. I mean, it's, it's streets of gold. It's glory. I'll tell you, there's a great, great big payoff. You're not, you're not just down here just serving God for nothing. Glory to God. Or, or just try to keep you out of hell. I'm serving God so I won't go to hell. That's a, that's a, that, that, that should not be the way you look at it. <laughs> I'm serving God because I just don't want to go to hell, Pastor. I just, that's the reason why I get to church because I just don't want to go to hell. Yeah. No, 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 we don't serve God because we just don't want to go to hell. We serve God because we love God. Now, you might be sitting here this morning and say, I don't really, I don't really know how to love God. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just trying to experience God, but I don't know how to love God. Hey, hey, just coming to church is saying you love God. 
Just showing up, saying, it, it, it says, it speaks volumes because there's so many people aren't even showing up. So just showing up shows that, that, that you love God. So, 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 so how do we, how do we uh, love God? We put God first place. Amen. We put God first place. Um, we, we, we put God in, in, in the place. Uh, he's number one in our life. Amen. So that's why we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be done. So we put God first place. Amen. And so, so that's how we seek God. So, so in a sense, if we're going to walk in God's love, we consider others greater than ourselves. Oh man, there you go, pastor. Did you have to preach like that this morning? Well, the Bible says we have to consider others better than ourselves. Look at Philippians 2, 3, and 4. It says that nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So really the second point is, is that, that God's love is sacrificial. And if we're going to walk in God's kind of love, we're going to be, have to be people of sacrifice. Oh, it's quiet in here this morning. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to be people of sacrifice. Amen? And, uh, and, and, and so we're going to have to sacrifice what? What are you going to have to sacrifice? You might have to sacrifice your time for the Lord. You might have to sacrifice some energy. You might have to sacrifice some finances. You might have... Oh, you listen to what I'm saying today? It, it, it's a life, it's a sacrificial life. Amen. But you know what? Jesus said this, and, I, and some of you may not believe it, but he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. But pastor, I like being on the receiving end. I love it when people give. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah, keep it coming. Yeah. Keep, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy, you know. You know, yeah, we like to be on the receiving end of it. Oh, yeah, it's good when somebody's blessing us and giving us and taking us out to eat and doing all that. But when are we going to start doing that? Oh, my Lord. But, Pastor, I'm just praying for a blessing. When are you going to become a blessing? Oh, I, I'm in this thing for myself. Oh, you are. Jesus. Well, that's really, that's the way we, we start out. And we all start out, we're in here, in, you know, we're all baby, you know, when you come into the kingdom of God, you're, ba you're a baby Christian, and babies, it's all babies, all about themselves, right? The baby is like, he cries, he whines, you got to change him, feed him, whatever, you know. And, and, but we got to come out of a baby state from just receiving, and where we need to move into a mature state where we start giving. Oh, man. Pastor, you are, you are really pushing me to the next level. I'm trying to. Amen. And, then, and the next thing that, that God's love is, God's love is personable. In other words, God did not lay a bunch of rules on us. You know, I mean, think about this. The, um, the Israelites under the old covenant were under, I think, they, I think someone said over 600 rules. Can you imagine being under 600 laws? or rules to try to abide. And of course you had the Ten Commandments, 
But really, uh, in the new covenant, it's really just two commandments. You know it. I just mentioned it earlier in my preaching this morning. It's to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And, and those two commandments right there, loving God and loving people as yourself, well, there's a problem. What's that, Pastor? I don't love myself. <laughs> so if you don't love yourself, your neighbor's in trouble, right? So you're going to have to learn to love what God has created. God's created you. You're one of a kind. And you know what? You might have some issues, but God's making you into a masterpiece. So you may be dealing, you may be, you may have some, some, some things in your life that's not too good right now. But as you stay in God's presence, as you abide in him, it, we will go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And when we see him, we'll be just like him. Do you believe that? In other words, we can reflect God's glory. In other words, people can see God in us. People can see. When you spend time in his presence, I remember I was, I was going to the gym. And this was years back. And I had worship music on. And I was worshiping the Lord. And I'm telling you, the anointing was so strong in that car. You know, and I mean, if, if I was... Doing drugs, you know, the smoke would have came out of the window. You know what I'm talking about? And, uh, and uh, in the car. But, uh, but I, it was like the glory cloud coming. I mean, I was worshiping God. And I was so caught up in his presence. I came, I walked out of the car. And somebody saw me and said, oh, man, what's going on with you? You know? And I was like, man, I was like, my eyes were light. And, you know, I was in God's presence. And people saw God on me. They just sensed the presence of God. I remember I came in one time where I was at, uh, came in from I was going to Bible school and then they had prayer school after that. And we'd spend an hour in time in prayer and worshiping God. And I came to I came to work that day and I walked in. The guy said, man, your eyes are so it's like like God is in you. I said, wow. And, you know, I was just like, I was just in myself. But he saw God in me. He, he saw the presence of God in my eyes. The Bible says your eyes are the window of your soul. Amen. And your eyes tell everything. Amen. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, when you're spending time with God and, he's, and, you, and you're spending that sweet fellowship time, uh, you, you're going to reflect the glory, his glory. Amen. And he will reveal to you things in his word and he will tell you things and show you things to come. You believe that today? Amen. So you got to believe that God's love is personal. And that's the reason why God wants us to be, you know, that's why, you know, oh, man, I'm praying that this mask thing and and this social distancing, it's ungodly. It's all designed to keep people separated and, and not talking to each other and and trying to keep people in fear. And it's all generated to keep people away from each other. And, and, and it's not there's no God. You know, you can say, well, that's you, you're being safe, Pastor. I don't know about that. I, I think isolation can kill people more than sickness. Oh, man, I'm preaching today. I think people there's so many people more isolated today than ever before. And the enemy loves to isolate people. Keep us away from each other. Keep us from walking in love towards each other. The enemy's trying to isolate us. We're stronger together. Amen. We can't be isolated. You know, I, you know, I, you know, man. And we can't allow fear. We don't let fear control us. Amen. Oh, I might catch something from you. Well, you're going to catch the glory of God from me. Amen. I can, I'm a container of the glory. 
And I'm going to say this to you this morning. You are containers of God's glory. You may say, I can't believe that, Pastor. You don't know what I did yesterday or last week. You are a container of God's glory. God's just waiting for the sons of men to be revealed in the last days. And I'm telling you, when we start getting a revelation of who we are and whose we are, we're going to walk out here in, in the atmosphere with pe- people going to see God on us and they're going to be running to us, asking us what we have. Amen. And we're going to be praying for people, setting people free, telling them about the goodness of Jesus. Jesus is good. And he's in me and he's in you. Greater. Can somebody say greater? Greater. Is he, Jesus, that is in me than he that is in the world. God love is not only personable, but God love is acceptable. Amen. Amen. God's love is acceptable. In other words, it's not bias. In other words, God doesn't pick and choose who he loves. And that's the same thing with us. We love everybody. We don't pick and choose who we love. We love everybody. I love everybody in this church. Regardless of of what you do in the church, I love all you the same, Gloria. I'm just glad that you show up. I'm just happy that you're here. Just showing up makes me happy. Amen. Yes, it'd be nice if you could run a camera or do something, but even if you don't, I'm still glad you're here. Are you hear what I'm saying? If you don't work to te- be a teacher, or, but, I, but I thank God for all the people that's working. Thank God for John Wesley that's working the camera. Thank God for Steve. Thank God for uh, Telly that's in, in the children's church and, and Letty. Thank God for them because they're teaching the children and putting God in the kids. Thank God that everything's working, but I thank God for a congregation. And I'm telling you, this church is moving forward in 2020. So we got to get a revelation of that. God's love is acceptable. Amen? Amen. And and, and he accepts us. Glory to God. Number five, God's love, and we got to be acceptable to others. God's love is accessible to all. God's love is not just for a few chosen people that God has selected, but it's accessible for all believers. That's why I love the scripture that says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved everybody. He he loves everybody on this planet. He wants everybody to have a relationship with him. He's knocking on the doors of everybody's heart that's willing to open that door and let him in. God's looking for people to have a relationship with. And, And God is accessible. You can access God, glory to God. You believe that today? And so we got to be accessible to others as well. Glory to God. So I'm going to just say this, that there's a love chapter and in, in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 8. And if you have problems walking in the love of God, you need to meditate on that love chapter. And I, I just need to meditate on two, uh, on two things that it says love is. Love is patient and love is kind. And if I can get those two down... I think I'll go light. I'm light years ahead of in my walk. Amen. But love is patient and love is kind and love does not envy and love does not boast and love is not proud and love does not dishonor others and love is not self-seeking and love is not easily angered 
and love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes. Love always perseveres. In other words, love never gives up. Love doesn't give up on people. Love doesn't give up. You don't give up on people. You don't give up on your, on your family. You don't give up. No, no, you're a fighter. And you're going to fight for them. You're going to fight for your family. You're going to fight for them. Love never fails. And when we're walking in the love of God, I'm telling you, we will never fail. No matter what people are doing, no matter what people are saying about us, no matter what is happening in our life, you know, as long as we take the high road of love, we will never fail. Do you believe that this morning? And so I want to encourage you this morning to, to, to start walking in greater love of God. I want to encourage you this morning to be like God, our Heavenly Father, and, and have unconditional love, have sacrificial love, have personal love, have acceptable love, and have accessible love that you access. Amen. Your love to others. Amen. And as you do that, I'm telling you, God's going to do some awesome things in your life. I'm telling you, in this day and age, the enemy's just trying to keep everybody, you know, uh, separated, trying to just have us between us and a screen uh, and do all that. No, no, no. God's calling us together. And I'm telling you, this pandemic is ending quickly in Jesus' name. I'm declaring it and decreeing it, glory to God. And I'm declaring this social distancing and all this mess that there's no real science behind it. Glory to God, I've studied it all out. They, oh yeah, it, it, it may help. May? It may keep you from getting, it may? It, you mean there's no guarantees? Oh, there's no guarantee. You mean the mask is not a guarantee? No, no, it may keep you from getting, it's just a big barrier. Okay. You hear what I'm saying today? It's just something to do, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's an extra blanket of security, they say. All right. Okay. But all I'm going to say this to you this morning, if you're a God-fearing person, you have the blood of Jesus protecting you, and as you walk, if you walk in the love of God, it doesn't matter. No germ, no virus, no power of the enemy can attack your body, glory to God. Because if you walk in the love of God, I'm telling you, and you do all that God's calling you to do, and you love people, God's going to divinely protect you, glory to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I believe in the power of God greater than the power of sci so-called science. Thank you. Thank you. Do you believe that today? Yes. And even if for some reason you did catch it, you're going through it. Amen. And you're going to come out stronger on the other side with a testimony. Yes. Glory to God. You will have a test, but God's going to give you a testimony of how he brought you through it. Glory to God. And then you would just you will be just a a, a, a a person that God can display as his grace for other people to see. Do you believe that today? Amen. Are you going to walk in the love of God? I want to encourage you this morning to do everything you can to walk in the love of God. Walk in forgiveness. Do not harbor ill will or bitterness. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Do good to those. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And I'm telling you, when we do that, God's going to turn everything around. Do you believe that today? And I'm telling you, as you walk in God's love, you will never fail. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness today. I thank you, Father God, that we are endeavoring to take the high road and walk in your love, regardless of what people are doing, regardless of what we're encountering. I thank you, Father God, that your love in us will never fail. And I thank you, Father, for revealing your love to each one of us this morning. And, and perhaps you're here in the audience, perhaps you're watching online, and you've, you feel you've never maybe, maybe felt the love of God, or maybe you have not actually asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And I believe that, that Jesus is calling you today to be in the kingdom. And if that's you today, and you You've never confessed the lordship of Jesus. The Bible says if you confess Jesus, you shall be saved. So I want, want you to confess the lordship of Jesus this morning and, and receive Jesus in your heart. And, and, and if, you do, if you do that this morning, I believe that you will feel the presence and the love of God. And God will bring, take you places that you couldn't go yourself. So say this after me and mean your heart. If you're ready to receive Christ, say, dear God, I believe Jesus you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.